Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. We're going to start in this section with with chapter 2 of Revelation. Chapters 2 and 3 are the letters to the seven churches. They each follow the same basic pattern, the introduction to the church, a description of Jesus Christ, a statement by Christ that he knows their works, either a compliment or not, Jesus' admonition to repent, a call to hear what he is about to tell them, and then for each church, individual promise and blessing. Uh, you'll notice that each one he says, he that overcometh. And then uh, if I was marking my scriptures, I might even put next to each of those uh, a statement about the temple because there's some temple imagery in each one of these. And you'll notice that as we go through. These epistles also assume that the members understand the temple covenants and ordinances. It is no wonder people don't understand this book if they don't understand the temple. We have the tools to understand this book. Christ is the author of chapters 2 and 3. He is dictating the letters to John. If you start at Ephesus and travel in a clockwise direction, each of these cities will be reached in order. You would travel in a circle to visit them all. Okay, I mentioned that last time, I think. All right, chapter 2, verse 1. Unto, unto the servant of the church of Ephesus, um, after the fall of Jerusalem in 70 AD, uh, 70 AD, Ephesus became the center of the Christian church for many years until the, the center gradually shifted to Rome. Write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. So there's talking about, uh, that's where Jesus is saying that he is uh, holding the leaders of the church in his hands to guide them. And he's also in the midst of the churches, uh, just as he is today, uh, that he's an active participant in the activities of the church and the revelations that are being received. Verse 2, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. These may be the grievous wolves predicted by Paul that would creep into the church. Verse 3, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. So here's the rebuke that the Lord's going to give them. Because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. And repent and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of, out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. These are members of the church who were trying to maintain their church standing while continuing to live after the manner of the world. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And he's talking about all of them, even ours today. Now this is the the overcoming part. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And so here is some temple imagery about the tree of life in the midst of the paradise of God. Those that have, I think we understand what that means. Verse 8 is the next letter. Unto the servant of the church of Smyrna, write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works. Here's again the uh, the noticing that Jesus does know what's going on, and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. 
While the Lord may chasten his people in mortality, chastisement will be tempered with his mercy and compassion as his children heed and obey him. Those who escape the wrath of God will include all persons who repent and keep the commandments and prepare themselves for the hour of judgment that is to come, gathering together even <clears throat> or upon the land of Zion and upon her stakes as a place of refuge. Even God's wrath is intended to be beneficent. For whom he loves, he chastens. Uh, verse 10, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that, he may be, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. The saints will be tested for a short period of time, is what he means by the ten days, in contrast to the length of eternity. So the ten days doesn't necessarily mean ten days. It means uh, that a, sh a short period of time in comparison to, the, to eternity. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. And then here's the overcometh part and the temple part. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. In other words, we will be able to be in God's presence. We will go through the veil and be with him. <clears throat> Number Verse 12. And to the servant of the, of the church of Pergamos, right? These things saith he, Jesus Christ, which hath the sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seed is, and thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith. Even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. Uh, this is uh, He's talking about idolatry here. Remember that um, Balak was trying to get Balaam to curse Israel, but he couldn't do it because uh, he would only say those things that were uh, that were by God. However, Balaam later on uh, succumbed to the temptation of receiving riches from uh, from Balak, and so he he ended up dying. Uh, and this was having to do with idolatry. Verse 15. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate? And that's from the previous letter. Verse 16, repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. And then here's the overcometh part. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, Jesus, the true bread from heaven. This may also refer to eternal truths from and about Christ that are revealed only in the temple. Mysteries given only to those who seek diligently for them. And will give him a white stone the Urim and Thummim for each individual who enters the celestial kingdom. And in the stone, a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. The new name is the key word, according to Doctrine and Covenants, section 130, verses 8 through 11. The new name is the key word. Again, temple, I would write down next to verse 17. Verse 18 is the next letter. And unto the servant of the church of Thyatira, write, in other words, this is Paul's convert, Lydia was from this city. These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like, a, like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now, back in the day when idolatry was in its uh, 
when it, when it was practiced completely, uh, fornication and sexual immorality was part of the ceremony that they used when they had when they practiced idolatry. And so that's what he's talking about here. Verse 21, And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into hell, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he that which searcheth the reins, or the desires and thoughts and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. God knows our thoughts and intents, and is able to judge us accordingly. Verse 24, But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none, none other burden, but that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. In other words, endure to the end. And here's the overcometh part. And to him who overcometh and keepeth my commandments unto the end, will I give power over many kingdoms. We will rule many kingdoms, and he shall rule and he shall rule them with the word of God, and they shall be in his hands as the vessels of clay in the hands of a potter. And he shall govern them by faith with equity and justice, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star or the second comforter. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. And so as we, uh, those that overcome then will be made rulers over many kingdoms uh, that will become kings and priests uh, of the most high God. That's the end of chapter two.